Thanks to Indeed for sponsoring the Apple Bits XL. Indeed knows hiring needs to be cost-effective when you're running your own business. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. All right, everybody, we are just a little over a week away from Apple's big iPhone Apple Watch announcement. So we are going to do a what to expect episode. And we've got a few new nuggets that just dropped. So, hey, hold on to your butts. Let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. Hey, if you're new to the show, Welcome, this is where we talk about all the Apple stories, the rumors, the news before the big news. And yes, we're just about a week away from the Wonderlust. that's not Wanderlust, but the Wonderlust Apple keynote event. I got the invite. I've been gone in Utah actually this past week at the Sony condo camp where it's incredible. I learned a whole lot of new skills, met a lot of great people, but we're diving in and we are focusing on everything that we expect to see. So this is going to be really everything we've heard, everything we know. And then we got a few sprinklings of some new things that just dropped as well. So if you're new to the show, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome, welcome. And if you've been here from the start, woo, well then we go way back. This is episode 280 since I've been independent and it's been pretty incredible. All right, let's just get to some orders of business. We're getting close to an Apple event. That means I know you all be twiddling your thumbs. You got your thoughts. So if you want to be part of the show, call in, record a voice memo, send it into applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z, show at gmail.com. Your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, your thoughts, your concerns, your questions. We'll put them on the show, add a little flavor, and I love hearing from you, especially during this time of the year. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support all my content. What does it start with? Well, you get early access to my content, rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of the show. We will be doing our live Zoom right before I leave, so that's coming up this week. We'll have that for the Patreon family. And then uh, I've got another cool fitness contest coming out with some cool new fitness gifts. So if you want to know about it, be in the know. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support all my content, including this podcast and everything else. And I thank you. Thank you so much for your support. All right, let's just jump into it. And this is episode 280, a nice round number. Man, I guess we'll hit, we'll we'll get close to, yeah, we actually we will hit pretty much 300 episodes by the end of the year, which is wild. But let's just really break this all down. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that we've talked about all the different rumors here and there. There's things that we repeat, and it feels like rinse, wash, repeat. But we're going to lay the foundation here and get to it starting with the iPhone 15 and 15 Pro. So we're going to try and compare these along the way just to get you kind of get this base level and set. So if you're looking at the iPhone 15 and the 15 Pro this year, the thing is that specifically the 15, if you haven't owned a Pro before, this these improvements might be significant for you. If you've owned a recent Pro, then you'll be like, okay. But ultimately, the new iPhone 15, right? This is their standard model that comes in iPhone 15 and 15 Plus. That is 6.1 and 6.7 inches. The big new addition will be the Dynamic Island coming to all iPhones. So not only will the 15 Pros have it, the 15 lineup will have it as well. I've talked about it in depth here and in my 
videos about how the Dynamic Island hasn't quite lived up to the hype. I thought they'd do a lot more. I know it's limited because the cameras are in the center. We have apps that are starting to use it. I almost feel like live activities can feel more useful than the Dynamic Island. Sometimes live activities show up in the Dynamic Dynamic Island depending on the app support. Sometimes it doesn't. Sports scores are nice. Um, Sometimes rideshare status shows up there. It's all right, but this whole idea of it really changing how much I really uh, interact and make my phone feel like a living organic thing that was shown in the previews, I don't know if it's lived up to it. And I don't think it's a dud yet, but I don't know if we really need it there. You know, it does make things look a little visually different, but has it really truly enhanced how I use my phone? I'm still, I you know, when it's a year later, I'm still saying to be determined, but not really. It's probably not the best sign for it. So the Dynamic Island is coming to the 15 and the 15 Plus. Also, USB-C across the board for both the 15 and the 15 Pro. And yes, USB-C has been out forever on Android phones. Man, I'm, I'm going to guess, what, maybe four or five years now? Um, the iPhone 10 had the opportunity when it changed that all-new design. I felt like that would have been a great time for them to transition over to USB-C, but that didn't happen. So it's now here. The big difference here with the USB-C on the 15 and 15 Plus versus the USB-C port in the 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max is that all all reports indicate that the USB-C port on the 15 and 15 Plus will only have data transfer speeds similar to the current 14 and 14 Plus, which would be 480 megabits per second, which is USB 2.0 speed for data transfers. And I'll say why that's an issue. It's because on the 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max, we are expecting it to take advantage of the full Thunderbolt speed uh, that USB-C offers. And that was expected to be up to 40 gigabits per second, not 480 megabits per second. And this is arguably a deliberate choice by Apple to not give the full data speed available just because it's general consumer to the pro. Now, these are all the reports that are saying it. This is not official, so let's not slam them yet. But if they do it, I will slam them. We, we're we taking 4K videos, huge files on these phones. Now, they fail through AirDrop a lot of the a majority of the times. I've taken like a 10-minute, 15-minute video, and it just won't send until like the 20th try. Sometimes not even then. It just gets super frustrating. So now I'm just like, okay, no matter what, I'll shoot like a three or four minute video tops and that's all I'm going to do. We need a more reliable connection for data transfer to move files as content creators. And when I say content creator, that also means you, right? You can be a content creator at any level. So the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus will retain the same looking design. They will also come with a new processor, but not Apple's newest processor. The expectation will be upgraded to the A16 chip that was in the iPhone 14 Pro models, while the new 15 Pro models will use the faster A17 chip based on the more power-efficient and more powerful 3 nanometer production process or fabrication process. So the 15 Pro is going to get all the new bells and whistles. The A16 will get the processor from last year's 14 Pro. Now, the reality is some people might go, why are you doing this? But these chips do have enough power. I mean, the A16 is more than enough. And so if that helps them keep their costs down or the same, we'll talk about costs in a second, I guess. But 
as they continue to kind of differentiate this line, the A17 will be in the iPhone 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max. You're also expecting to get a new ultra wideband chip. This is that chip that you might find in, not you might, you'll find in AirTags. It's a chip that allows Apple's own products to see each other wirelessly. And the expectation is that this new ultra wideband chip in the new 15, 15 plus, 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max will allow it to have better integration with the Apple Vision Pro headset. We don't know specifically, we don't know if there's gonna be some sort of find my visual representation uh, augmented reality layer when you look around your house and you have a Find My app open. That's yet to be seen, but that's kind of the guess that we're thinking about it. Apple's planning to use Qualcomm modem chips uh, for these new devices and not their own modem chips that are in development. Uh, I believe the report is they'll be using the Qualcomm X70 modem chip, which is also supposed to be more power efficient. The displays on this iPhone 15 and 15 Plus will still be an OLED display, but a component is reportedly going to allow it to be more power efficient, slightly more power efficient. You talk about this modem, that'll be slightly more power efficient as well. So maybe we'll get a gain, some gains in the battery life area. That remains to be seen. The bezel on the 15 and 15 plus will remain the same, but new kind of leaked out glass front panels of the 15 Pro have shown that the bezel is definitely thinner. Visibly, you can tell it's a thinner bezel it's not a completely disappeared waterfall is you know waterfall design no bezel like samsung has had for a long time but the bezel will be slimmer on the 15 pro compared to the 15 and 15 plus the 15 also will have obviously no touch id the notch is gone and you're getting the dynamic island wi-fi 6 will be on the 15 wi-fi 6e will be on the 15 pro lineup and so pricing-wise, what we're looking at is the iPhone 15 to still start with its 6.1-inch display at $799. The next one up, the 6.7-inch iPhone 15 Plus to start at $899. But as we talk about what might happen to the 15 Pro, rumors and reports claim that the pricing of the 15 Pro will be going up potentially $100 to $200. And that would mean the base model 6.1-inch iPhone 15 Pro could start at not $999, but start at potentially $1099. And if you go up to the 15 Pro Max, that could be another $100 or $200 increase, which would mean its starting price point of $1099 would now raise up to either $1199 or $1299. After tax on that Pro Max, you're talking about a $1,300 phone before you even mess around with capacity. Sheesh. Now, the biggest thing that will also distinguish the 15 Pro from the 15 Pro Max based on reports and leaks is that Apple will be finally putting in a periscope camera lens and use that technology to finally give at least one model of the iPhone a true optical zoom somewhere around 5x to 6x zoom, pure optical. Of course, it has to be on its biggest phone. It'll only be on the 15 Pro Max, according to reports. And then there's a lot of rumblings that they're not going to call it the 15 Pro Max. The reports are that it's going to potentially be called the iPhone 15 Ultra Pro Ultra. iPhone 15 Ultra. And why would it be Ultra? Well, because it has that Pro Max camera. It's going to have a larger battery. The camera sensor as a whole has been improved. 
The other thing that I forgot to mention on both phones, which is a duh, is there will be difference from the 15 to the 15 Pro lineup is the 15 Pro lineup will also have this titanium frame. It will no longer be stainless steel. And this titanium frame will kind of adhere to a little bit of this brushed metal look. It'll also be lighter in weight than the stainless steel frame that has previously been used on the 15 Pros. The bezel or kind of the edge has been a little more curved, so it's a little smoother and softer to hold instead of the kind of sharp jutting endpoints on these edges of the iPhones lately. So that could be kind of interesting, but you know, it's a slightly new design. You get USB-C, you get the 15 Pro Max, uh, you get the Dynamic Island on all of them, and the 15 Pro Max has that periscope lens camera, which could either make it the 15 Pro or the 15 Ultra. Now, when I look at these phones and I think about it, look, we are pe- we are absolutely peaking when it comes to phones. And I talked about it in my video, but you know, where who should potentially upgrade based on what we know today? And what we know will probably hold pretty similarly. There'll maybe be some a few differences. Um, we'll see where it goes. But to me, if you if you have an iPhone 12 or 12 Pro and you're really looking for like a camera upgrade, this might be the time. If your phone battery is not doing very well, depending on whatever model you have, whether it's a 13, maybe a 14, 12, 11, 10, 10S, all, all those down there, then it might be time to get an upgrade. But if you're more than happy with your phone and it does everything you need it to do and you're not worried, like you do not have to upgrade. I was so surprised by how many people said, thank you, Brian, for saying you don't need to upgrade if you don't, like if your phone is exactly what you need and it's fine, there's no reason to upgrade. And I completely agree with that. In fact, if I was not a tech reviewer who buys these phones to not only review and own for tech, if I owned a 14 Pro, which I probably would, there's no way I would not upgrade to a 15. Now, there are people that are going to say, hey, I want the new USB-C port so I can have all my cords and cables be USB-C, and maybe you already do. Well, then that makes sense for you. But there's a lot of people that are like, I don't want to buy a bunch of new cables or you know, I'm more than happy with what I have. I don't need to make the jump. Then don't make the jump. Like no one is telling you to. And Apple is one of those rare companies that when people can't upgrade or they make them not want to upgrade, they get mad about it. Like I wanted to buy something from you, Apple, but I can't. So now I'm mad at you, Apple. It's the weirdest thing. But that dynamic and that psychology has existed for years. Now let's talk about these colors, okay? So the iPhone 15. Some leaks from the factories have revealed like the colors for the iPhone 15. These are not vibrant, deep looking colors. These are like it to me. I described it as Easter washed out with a saturation turned down, down, down. And you know, the latest fashion trends are more of the muted colors, a little more neutral, not as flashy, not as deep, not as bright. But the images that we've seen of the potential colors would be like the lightest, like lightest baby blue like almost white powder baby blue a really muted light soft peach pink really soft uh, a whitish color a maybe a yellow color that looks more like a a yellow cream color and then a black but the iphone 15 lineup if these colors are to be believed look completely uninteresting to me quite honestly it looks washed like the actual colors look washed there's been reports that these will also come for the first time with color matching woven fabric woven cables. And if that's something that we're getting excited about for the iPhones, then this is clearly not 
might not be the year to upgrade for a lot of y'all. <laughs> I'm just, I'm gonna say it. Now, if you talk about the iPhone 15 Pro, because they're using this new titanium frame, well, it wouldn't make sense to have a gold-designed color with a conflicting titanium frame that's silver. It kind of would look odd. So gold appears to be on the on the outs, and the color lineup will be like a deep, dark, kind of space black type color. There'll be the silver color. There will be a new dark blue type color, and there will be a new titanium color reportedly going to be called Titan Gray, but that will be kind of the raw like in between light and dark grays, grayish color tone. And then it'll have some sort of brush, kind of the texture of the titanium will be showcased in this model, according to reports. So nothing, nothing like, oh, super color, no purple, no gold. There was a rumor that red might be on the list. Maybe that becomes that springtime color. We don't know that yet. The iPhone 15 Pro family will also come with fabric matched woven cables. We've seen that in the MacBook Air. We've seen that in the uh, MacBook Pros. And now that's coming to the iPhone. So the other thing about the iPhone that people have been talking about is there is a pretty loosey-goosey rumor. I would say it's kind of questionable, but Apple reportedly plans to eliminate their leather cases for the iPhone 15 lineup and then bring in a new kind of leather alternative with a woven fabric look. According to someone who got a hold of rumored packaging, uh, the iPhone cases might be called fine woven. Again, this is this is very rough and very early, but the colors kind of match. The color of the iPhone cases are more inviting and and deeper in color than the actual phone. So we don't know if fine woven is really true. It just sounds so weird, but it's used using the word woven in the description um, and it's used it in the past for things like the Apple band. So um, if the leather cases go bye-bye and maybe it's a material cost thing and Apple doesn't sell as many or they just want to kind of optimize their profits and know that, oh, they're still going to sell the same amount of stuff. Well, then that might be the reason of doing this. So we'll see. But again, September 12th, 10 a.m. West Coast time, that is 10, 1, 1 p.m. East Coast time. I will be in Cupertino on site at Steve Jobs Park covering it all, and I'll see you there. I'm going to bring you all the goods, and if things work out, I do have some cool interviews happening as well. I'm going to cross my fingers, and let's not jinx that, but we'll see what happens. All right, let's take a moment to thank the sponsor of this show, Indeed. Now, what's a game where no one wins? It's the waiting game, because when it comes to hiring, don't wait for great talent to find you. Find them first with Indeed, and when you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed makes hiring in one place so easy. Even from the main page, you just type in the type of jobs you're looking for in the search bar, and then a list instantly shows up for jobs in your area. Now, let's talk about Indeed's hiring platform that is second to none. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search according to US Indeed data. It gets you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Indeed does the hard work for you, right? Indeed shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. And Indeed's hiring platform matches you with quality candidates instantly. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring platform 
delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. So join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Need a hire? You need Indeed. All right, all right. What else are we expecting to see at the Apple event? Well, it's been said a whole bunch of times we're expecting to see new Apple Watch models for both the Apple Watch Series 9 and the Apple Watch Ultra 2. All indications are that this is going to be a very iterative update for both models. We're expecting to see a new S9 processor, which is, I believe, based on the A15 that was found in the iPhone 13 and iPhone 14. Yes, man. Sometimes stuff is hard to keep up with. And this will be powering the new Series 9 and Ultra Watch 2. Beyond that, we really don't know much. Will the new processor help improve the battery a little bit? The biggest thing we've heard about the Series 9 is that there's no new health sensors coming, no new design, a new processor, and potentially a new pink color. That's literally it. If we talk about the Apple Watch Ultra 2, same thing, no new health sensors. Design potentially staying the same. Now, there are reports that Apple is 3D printing some of the components and parts for the Apple Watch Ultra and that it could mean that the Ultra is a little lighter in weight this time around. We'll see. The other thing for the Ultra 2 would be a potential dark titanium. They were testing it based on reports from Mark Gurman from Bloomberg that they had a dark titanium at the for the entry model, but then they scrapped the idea. And what better time to introduce a new color when there's just not much happening around the Apple Watch Ultra? Software is going to be the biggest thing. Watch OS 10, you know, brings the new faces, the new UI and interface, which I'm still kind of getting used to. And I keep on hitting the wrong thing and doing the wrong thing. Um, my brain's just not used to it yet. But part of me is also saying, like, if there's really not that much going on with the with the Apple Watch. Maybe maybe we're maybe we're missing something. Maybe maybe we're going to get surprised by something. I'm not saying we're going to get surprised by a new model, but my hope is that maybe the stuff that's super under wraps is tied to better integration with the Apple Vision Pro. I'm not here to say we're going to see a full showcase of the Vision Pro, but I do think they need to show us a little bit more of how it's going to potentially interact with some of these products to make us go, "Ooh, that's cool." Like just these little ecosystem hooks that Apple always does. Uh, Apple has not historically refreshed the Apple Watch SE annually. There's no word that there will be a refresh in 2023. The SE was updated back in 2022. So it's probably unlikely as well. So this could be a very incremental year for the Apple Watch. And I'll tell you, I mean, the Apple Watch, if I have a Series 7, I did not upgrade to a Series 8. I... Well, I'm like 99.9% sure I will not upgrade to a Series 9. I have an Apple Watch Ultra. Love that thing. Uh, just because they put in a new color doesn't mean that I'm going to buy a new Apple Watch Ultra. I actually like the lighter color personally. I mean, that a, a, a black titanium one would be kind of cool, but I wouldn't throw down. Like, what is it? Aren't they like 750 bucks or somewhere around there just at entry level for that? Like, that's, yeah. And 
the other thing, I mean, I'm not going to say I would laugh, but they still haven't released new color bands at all or options for the Ultra. And something tells me that they just weren't selling that well. But hey, if you're going to get a new color watch uh, design, you might as well complement it with some new watch bands. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. The other buzz, something that I kept on talking about, but no one was really talking about as much, is that AirPods Pro. I think this will be the sleeper product of the event, meaning the iPhone is always the star and gets a lot of publicity, but the product that's going to have the most impact for us beyond the iPhone long-term and maybe change how we use them, which which product is going to change how we use them this year at this event? It's going to be the AirPods Pro. Now, the AirPods Pro reportedly will be announced. The AirPods Pro 2 will potentially be getting a new version with a USB-C charging case that's according to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman. We don't know about the AirPods 3. We don't even really, it's one or the other, but most likely you got to say it's going to be the AirPods Pro 2 that gets the USB-C case. So we'll see what happens with that. There's no changes or no updates where they're going to release you know, a brand new model for that. But the biggest thing that they're doing is you know, all these new software features that they announced at WWDC for the AirPods Pro 2 and kind of just did, did a little brief showing of it. Adaptive audio right, is this combination of noise cancellation and transparency mode all in one that adjusts the volume on the fly while based on what's around you and the interactions that you have through the day. The whole goal of this is really they want us to keep these in and never take them out. Conversational awareness is where they want they want to be able to have us to be able to start a conversation with someone speaking and then turn down the volume of the media so we don't even have to remove or touch our AirPods and leave them in our ear. This feature is also going to help enhance the voice of the person in front of you so you can hear what's going on. Then you have personalized volume. This is kind of part of adaptive audio that adjusts the sound of what's playing based on your personal preferences and the sound around you. So it kind of learns more about the volume that you prefer over time and then tweaks it to match the sound level that you like. You'll be able to uh, press the stem now on the AirPods Pro or the third generation iPods to mute and unmute yourself when you're on a call. Um, this works on the AirPods Max. If you press on the digital crown, there's better automatic device switching that's quicker in iOS 17. And so I think the goal, you know, Apple's looking at these AirPods Pro or just the AirPods as a whole. Like before it was about, oh, listen to music wirelessly. I think now it's about enhancing the world around you. and it listens to music and there's no need to take out. They don't want you to take out your AirPods. They're already the number one selling earbuds. They are the most iconic wireless earbud design as well. And Apple just is leaning into that even more to make it. I would arguably say like more like a lifestyle device. So we'll see what happens there, but we're expecting to see AirPods pro two with a new USB-C case that also does wireless charging. Now, another thing that I'm hoping to see, I talked about my video is I think the momentum, and I've talked about it on this show before, the momentum of the Apple Vision Pro is slowed down significantly. I think as time goes on, people are like, yeah, I don't really need something like that. The price is already like, why am I going to talk about a product that's still going to cost starting at $3,499, which means after tax, you're really getting close to 4000 starting, and you're probably going to want a larger capacity, especially if you're using this as a spatial computer, which some people will be. So after all said and done, we're we're really starting more around $4,000, but I think this would be a great opportunity for Apple to show some new features. It doesn't have to be a bunch, 
but maybe show how they work within the ecosystem, how it works with that new ultra wideband chip. Just give us a little bit of nuggets of being like, hey, this is how it's more useful. Or we know developers have been able to get their hands on it. Say, hey, we had a developer play around with their app and this is what they're thinking with the Apple Vision Pro. I think that we, because this is gonna be such a tent pole, at least for Apple, and we don't know how it's gonna really do long-term, short-term, I still don't expect it to sell very well at $3,499, but this is a long play. Apple's going to pour all the resources they can to to make this happen as much as it can happen and as much as we as consumers are going to accept it and adopt it. But, you know, as time has gone on, the two key things, the two like killer features this thing has at the moment is a, if someone wants to use this as a new computing platform, this is, they're going to want this. Apple's going to introduce new ways to do things the weight, the weight is still the number one issue for me. The weight, the comfort, and the feel is still the number one issue for me. But other than that, the tech inside, the fidelity, the visuals, spatial audio, three-dimensional video, it is oh, chef's kiss. Even the meditation app demo was incredible. Like I was like, oh my gosh, this feels amazing. But spatial computing will be number one. The second one that people, no one is talking about this. And because I know they haven't really experienced it that much, is Apple showcase their Apple immersive video platform. And I'm going to say it again. For those of you that haven't looked into it, look up Next VR and what they were doing. Because Apple acquired Next VR. And I just kind of went back and looked at some old clips. And you have to remember that Next VR was doing these live performances, live events, sports, wrestling, concerts, all different kinds, long, long ago. Even as far back as 2015, the NBA with Next VR was broadcasting basketball games in VR with a Samsung Gear VR in 2015. The biggest issue, the fidelity was like, I don't even know if it was 1080p at that time. It might've been 720p. There was no spatial audio. The goggles were a little more clunky. The, the, the actual like concept was there, but the tech hadn't caught up yet. Now we have 4K delivery, spatial audio, rich visuals, three-dimensional visuals, And then on top of that, with the NBA in VR, you were able to switch the camera between five different cameras real time during a game in VR and see from like right where the backboard was, see on the sideline, see kind of like a little middle range seat. Like it was incredible. It just wasn't the best fidelity. Apple is now using reportedly 8K cameras to capture this content. You know, you look at concerts, okay? I immediately think of, look, if you're going to see your favorite artist, you are going to see that artist live. But if you could see them with Apple Immersive Video, a live concert where they plop a camera right there and you're right in the thick of it and you're watching it, you would, and they have them in multiple spots. So you can change cameras during the concert and see different angles while it's happening. You would do that. And you would do it for a fraction of the cost of the actual concert. And what, another thing that kind of triggered me and said, oh, what, what even reinforces what I've been saying about this whole thing is Taylor Swift has been on her Eras tour, but also they made a movie, right? A movie version of her Eras tour that is premiering an AMC. And guess what? Taylor Swift's Eras tour movie ticket presales crushed the AMC record with a one day haul of $26 million. These are ticket presales. So, you're telling me that Apple and these artists, after this, they've done a live performance and they have all these cameras and they, they have this all stitched together. You know, they, they could sell it for 
60, 70, 80 bucks, maybe under 100, okay? Who knows? But fans would pay for it, and if you you would get closer than you ever have been, and you could change the angles on the fly, and it's 3D, and it's spatial audio, and there's something you've never experienced before, that is a killer feature for the Apple Vision Pro. Sports, live events, concerts, oh, incredible. So those are the two things, and as a consumer, that that could change things. That could change how we perceive, you know, consuming content and Apple has the content. Maybe their Apple, some of their Apple TV shows are going to be using this technology. I don't know. That that's kind of hard because you have production staff versus the actual um, you know, environment. So I'm not counting on that. Maybe there's narrative that they can do and different dedicated stories, but live concerts, live events, sports, performance, uh this 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 is going to change things. And Apple already has a deal with the MLS and Apple already works with the NBA. So it's not coming right away, but no one's talking about it in this way. And I think that I'm not saying it's worth $3,499, but as pricing goes down, as it gets lighter, more comfortable, this is going to be something that could be a big part of our future in tech and content consumption. All right, we've got a few little quick stories just kind of follow up. Hey, you know, I'm not saying that Apple's going to release any new displays at this event. We, we've heard rumors that there is reportedly going to be an October event where Apple will unveil the first M3 chips and the introduction of the M3 and potentially a new iMac, potentially a new Mac Mini, potentially a new MacBook Pro. We'll see just like an entry level M3 chip which would be based on the three nanometer process. So it would be truly like the next gen. But Apple is currently sold out of the $999 Pro stand. That is that stand that swivels, that elevates and hinges that costs $999 for the Pro Display XDR. So they're sold out of it. There is, I think some countries have it, but there was a rough ETA time. I think, was it like around four to six weeks? And if they're out of that stand, Maybe we'll see some new displays earlier than not. Oh, it doesn't mean we will 100%, um, but I actually just looked and there's an update here and the pro stand is back in stock. Nothing to see here, everybody. <laughs> hey, things change fast. At least I would feel so bad if I was just talking about like, hey, but I think one of the funny things is uh, there's always been a controversy around that stand and I go back and just to bring a little perspective here, the original iMac, which was looked like the Pixar lamp that was based off of inspiration when Steve Jobs saw a sunflower and wanted to have a computer that was designed like that, similar to that, to bring that kind of joy and feeling to him. That iMac swiveling hinge neck, that was like 799 bucks, just that thing. So if that was 799, I could easily see why the stand for the Pro Display XDR is $999. But everyone just wants a freak out and says, it's a stand that's $999. Trust me, feel it. It's quality. It's. I don't think there's actually any stand like I felt like it before, to be honest with y'all. Not even trying to hype it up. And I'm not saying it's worth it. I'm saying it is quality. Also, Elon Musk's SpaceX, they're going to be launching satellites for Apple's emergency SOS feature on iPhones. So Apple's satellite partner for the feature is Global Star. And Global Star is going to be paying Elon Musk's SpaceX program to launch new satellites. They're going to be used to update the communication network for emergency SOS via satellite with iPhone. It's like 
companies all working together. Global Star will pay SpaceX $64 million, according to the deals of the arrangement that were disclosed recently in an SEC filing. These payments will be made from 2023 to 2025 when SpaceX plans to launch the satellites. Now, I've done demos of Emergency SOS. It's actually pretty cool. And there's been plenty of stories in the news of people that have been saved by Emergency SOS. So the actual feature is working as expected. And it is kind of incredible just to have that on your phone. And then we wrap up with this story just because it's kind of connected to me in a little bit of ways. Apple is now discounting their MLS season pass for the end of the year. So Major League Soccer is normally $14.99 per month um, or $29 for the remainder of the 2023 season. So if you're an Apple TV subscriber, you can get the MLS pass for $13 per month or $25 for the rest of the season. Okay, now this is where it's cool. So the Major League Major League Soccer season is going to run through October 21st and then the MLS season pass will kind of, you know, reset but there's playoffs that are set to take place in October 25th but you know I'm just going to tell you this right now as of this recording tomorrow I will be going to see the LAFC versus Inter Miami where Lionel Messi will be taking the pitch and I'm going to get to watch that thing in a person. Uh, the cool thing is that the LAFC was is the only Los Angeles team I have adopted. First of all, I'm from the Bay Area, so anything else is sacrilegious, and I wouldn't. But also, the inaugural year of the LAFC was the inaugural was the year, the very first year that I moved to LA, 2018. So I have like the original jersey, and the funny thing about it is like that jersey says like this huge. Their sponsor at that time was YouTube TV. Well, Apple TV is now the MLS sponsor, so I'm probably not going to wear that OG jersey, but I wanted to wear the OG jersey because that shows like, yo, I was there. Like I was at the games. I was hanging out in the 3252, which is the crazy supporter section that is just bonkers at LAFC games. So the reason why I tell you this is, hey, give it a shot. If, you, if you're if you a soccer fan, the fact is that the MLS season pass, no games are blacked out wherever you live. You want to see Messi just do his thing and just destroy the MLS competition? It's kind of incredible. He, he has like a Steph Curry effect where he makes everyone better around him because there's so much attention being played around him. The spacing is better. The passing is beautiful. And he just like dinking in goals like it's nothing. And he also did sign like a special deal with the MLS and Apple where I believe from reports he gets like a percentage of subscriptions because of his presence coming to the MLS. Like it's, it's like that big of a synergy. Kind of crazy. So I'm excited to go, but you know, that might that announcement might have appealed to a few of you, but look, we got big things coming. Apple's wonder wonderlust event, wonder like I desire to wonder, not wander like a desire to travel. Wonder that is happening September twelfth, which will be a Tuesday at ten a.m. Pacific time. I will be there. Um, it looks like we should have one more podcast before. So if there's any new things that pop up, it might be a shorter one. I'll get to it. I'll put it here for you all. But thanks so much for hanging out with us. That's going to do it for this week's episode. And before we go, hey, you want to be a part of the show? Yes, please call in. Record your voice memo, applebitsshow at gmail.com. And we are never going to leave the show without giving our big thanks, our big, big thanks to our supporters, you know, our Patreon supporters at the $100 Platinum Apple level. 
Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frater, Jarrett Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, and Alan Koenigsegg. Thank you so much for your support, and thank you to all of you. Continue to support my content and allow me to make some decisions just to in the service of like getting the best type of stories and angles I can for you all without having to worry about like, oh, I've I've got to crank out views all the time. Like I really appreciate like that you have supported my journey here so that I can give you unique content that other people can't and it's worked out and you'll see some of that happen when we when I'm in Cupertino. I, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that. So that's gonna do it for this week everybody. Take care, be safe. It's the Apple Bits XL baby. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.